Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. Now on with the show. Hey, it's Jim. Hey, it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listen To. Yes. And I am so excited about this one today, folks. Uh, this has been kind of on the wish list for, for a little while. Now, we've done a lot of a lot of Beatles albums, uh, but this one, uh, kind of, a, I think, a game changer. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Rubber Soul. Like, you're right. This is kind of the bridge album out of uh, Mop Top, you know, I Want to Hold Your Hand Beatles to Revolver, Sgt. Pepper Beatles. This is the not, br- that, not that we still don't want to hold your hand. Yeah, we still want to hold uh, your hand. We still want to. Uh, <laughs> we, we just want to wear it. We, we just want to do it in a weird band uniform. <laughs> Uh, that's all the sparkly and me, uh, Beatles, uh, merging into the, uh, more experimental Beatles. This is kind of the bridge, a lot yeah. of first on this album, you know, a lot of first for the Beatles, uh, on the track. So, um, I mean, it's, and it comes out what December 65 or right before oh, yeah. revolver, right, right after, at the like, end of the year. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but this, uh, has a lot of crazy, you know, it's just the first time we hear the sitar before we get to revolver and it goes crazy and then it goes completely crazy on Sergeant peppers. Um, yes. but, uh, this is after hard day's night and they, you know, everybody's itching for new Beatles material. They saw the movie and everything what's happening. And they kind of go folk with it. Wouldn't you say, George, there are some moments of straight up folkiness and there's uh we're going to visit a French cafe in a little bit. Uh, there's <laughs> all, we're all over the map on this. Uh, yes. Which, uh, it, it's, um, uh, it's a great album. It's 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 in my top three Beatles albums. And um, if you're an old Beatles collector that has maybe all the releases from the American North American releases, and we're not doing fo- that. And you're, well, you're following <laughs> along with your old album. And you're thinking, okay, I just yep. seen the faces number one. Nope, we're doing the English release, the right. one they put back out on the CDs right. when they released them in the uh, late '80s. Uh, this is the so, right. Take that. Oh, God intended record and. <laughs> Yeah, well, how the Beatles intended. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we we end up with this weird mishmash of and and actually they did this quite a bit where they would release an English version on EMI and then have like this totally different thing um happening with with the American albums. It, it was crazy. Uh but you know, leave it to record companies to try to figure out stuff, you know. I don't yeah, that- I don't know. And then they have like crazy compilations to make up for it, like the yesterday oh, yeah. today. Oh yeah. Beatles yeah, exactly. Second album and crazy stuff yeah. like that. Uh yeah. so we are on now to though the first track, which is one of George's favorites, I think, because all the bands that I play with you, George, always like <laughs> you always they always introduce Drive My Car as the first song to get the band together. Hey, let's do Beatles Drive My Car first to see um, if compatible. I- <laughs> you know, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. I, I didn't know you were going to do that. I, I love this song. Um, Jim is right. Uh, we, we have a very bluesy version of drive my car. Um, you know, George Harrison was this kind of soul music enthusiast of the group. And he had this idea to arrange the song with kind of this dual, uh, guitar bass riff, kind of like a, uh, uh, Otis Redding's song respect. And, um, but uh, it is a, a McCartney Lennon song. This is one of their true collaborations. Sometimes they would just stamp their name on on it, uh, and the other one did you know most of it. But this is a, a true partnership. Um, but um, I, 
and I want to be careful for our listening audience. Uh, this, this tune is loaded with sexual in, innuendo. <laughs> uh, now you got to keep in mind, we're like five and a half decades before Cardi B's, um, <laughs> WAP, uh, WAP. Okay. The world was a very different place. Okay. Yes. And having a female protagonist challenge kind of the, the gendered expectation of the mid 1960s that was pretty radical now we'll we'll see kind of the flip side of this is uh, on lennon's uh this bird has flown here in a, in a few minutes but uh this uh this is a great collaboration and um uh one thing to listen for harrison doesn't play the lead on this paul actually plays the the lead guitar on this one so. and ringo plays the cowbell more uh, cowbell yes. Yeah, this is, this is like one of the first Beatles songs, the cowbell, I think, if not the first, uh, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> More cowbell More Ringo. Cowbell. I'm digging the, I got a fever for cowbell Ringo. <laughs> All right. I'll shut up. Let's just listen to drive my car. As we listen to rubber soul today with the crispy coated robots, the staff of crispy coated robots and circus Joe productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide? As we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect, and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously what did you expect? Now on with the show. There you go, Ringo yeah. on drums and cowbell, of course. Now, originally, do you know what this song was called? Or the, uh, or the chorus of it was? Maybe it was? you can drive my truck. And they said, uh, ah. no, Oh, I can, it was, I can give you golden rings. I can give you everything, baby. I love you. Uh, so, uh, golden were, rings? uh, I don't know what it was called. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, that is the question I asked. I just know the chorus. I know the chorus was very it's called minus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So that's drive my car. The first track, uh, on now to the one that, uh, we, every time they do a documentary on John Lennon, this is always like the pivotal song that, you know, he, he wrote the song, autobiographical song. It has this kind of sitar in it and everything like that. It's English folk style. Why is this song so important to John Lennon fans, uh, George? Well, you know, he wasn't being faithful to his wife. Uh, and th this is the story, at least. Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of wanted to sing about an, an experience. I don't know how true this was. Uh, but the, um, the whole idea here is I want to talk about my affair, but not talk about it where my wife knows. I, I don't really understand that. I, I don't know if I buy, uh, that story, but the lyrics, I can tell you talk of a man who meets this mysterious girl. Once again, we have another female that propositions a male, but he rejects her advances, sleeps in the bath, um, and then in the morning retaliates to the girl's aloofness and burns down her house while she's away. Nor Norwegian wood is this kind of fake wood that was used to make uh, cheap furniture. Um, so that's the story. I don't know that Lennon was, he was a lot of things. I don't know that he was an arsonist. Uh, so um, I can, I can't really confirm that, but I, I will tell you, this is the first pop song to use a sitar. 
Yes, of so. course, you know, George Harrison influenced by Ravi Shankar, who are who actually saw live uh, at Jones Hall in Houston, which was quite of an experience because, you know, it's like I was like 13 Beatles fan. Did he, did he play this song? He played it. He played Drive My Car. He oh, did, no, did he, it played really? the, he played the entire Rubber Soul. No, Joker. No, oh, he played. That he would played. be amazing. He's a great <laughs> musician. No, he just played uh, classic uh, his his stuff. So it was mainly you like know our, who Ravi Shankar's uh, daughter is. Nora Jones. Nora Jones. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. No sitar on her albums at all, though. I, but this is this has been covered by Waylon Jennings, Tangerine <laughs> Dream, Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> yeah. All about burning down the house. We should uh, just do a song on the covers of uh, of a song yeah. and play them all. Like this one would be. I would love to hear the Hank Williams Jr. version. <laughs> oh my route of fence got Norwegian wood. Ding ding, yeah. ding 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 ding. Anyway, let's go ahead and listen to Norwegian wood. And George is going to tell us what why this bird has flown when we come back. I still don't oh. know why birds are flying, but anyways, here it is. Uh, with the I have Cobras. an answer. I, Good. I have an answer. I do. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. We are back from Norwegian Wood. This bird is flowed. The second uh, track from Rubber Soul we're listening today. We're with only, Chris we're only two tracks. We're in. only That's two crazy. tracks in and we've gone nuts, <laughs> we, folks. We got, a, we got a long way to go. Uh, so not that George. the songs are long. Uh, bird is, is a term uh, that... The English oh, use for for a lady for uh, okay. a young a young lady like blackbird that is about a um, you know black female uh, any times that they you know and your bird can sing all these references to birds birds were slang uh, for females so this bird has flown away from uh, a burning birdhouse apparently so uh, <laughs> perfect that's the answer that everybody needed after all these years just what you needed it was worth the wait you know. Track three is You Won't See Me, which apparently it's about McCartney wrote about his bad re- or relationship with Jane Asher wasn't yeah. too well at the time. Yeah. That was going yeah, on. He, he wrote it uh, at one night after she, she walked out. One thing that's interesting about this song, this was recorded in two takes. Uh, we're actually hearing the second take of, of this. But yeah, he had this tumultuous five-year relationship with, uh, uh, she was an actress, uh, Jane Asher, and she kind of refused to put her acting career second to his needs. Uh, so in some ways it's a little bit of selfishness on your part, Paul, sorry to, to say that, sir, Paul. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you won't see me. He learned his lesson. Linda, Linda was able to still shoot photographs and do her thing. I yeah. Think. I, I think you're right. Okay. Lovely Linda. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's you won't see me. Nothing for result. Jane though. <laughs> Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. You won't see me. We're listening to Rubber Soul today with the crispy coated robots. And we're on now to a song, which I think is one of the game changers. And George, I'm going to have you tell me why. First, Nowhere Man is such a big deal in the Beatles history. Well, there there are a couple of things at work here. Um, I'd say, number one, it's the first Beatles song. It has nothing to do with love. Uh, so, you know, this is a pop band known for their, their love songs and, and all of this. And, uh, we come right out. This is a very contemplative, uh, introspection song. Uh, and I'd say it's the first example of a literary character in the Beatles work. Uh, 
So even though Lennon is projecting his own feelings of inadequacy, he was trying to write a song and what am I going to write? And what am I, you know, trying to be relevant. And he's like, I got nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm a nowhere man. Um, so, uh, and he, he does it in, in third person. Um, the harmonies to me, when I hear this, the opening harmonies, this is right out of the, the band, the birds, not yes, the, yeah. the girls, uh, but the, the <laughs> birds, uh, sound playbook. I mean, it just, what was happening at that time. And, and the Beatles were always good about stealing a little and modifying it, making it their own. And, and you hear that in this one as well. So you're, so you're right. So basically, uh, the uh nowhere man is I'm, kind of I'm sorry, before, what did you what did you say i said i'm sorry i said you're right before uh, b- before billy the, Shears, this headset is not working before what, mr what? kite before all these kind of <laughs> imaginary people they sang about uh there was the nowhere man so yeah there you go yeah. also i like you said the harmonies kind of take them to another level oh. and then just some of the the, the fuzz bass and all this kind of crazy stuff they got going on it sounds like they're taking a step forward on this song this uh it, I, when I saw the, this is featured in the cartoon movie that they'll have uh, years later, uh, yellow submarine. Jeremy. There's a moment when Jeremy is there and they're singing about him, but the, the cartoon just stops. And I, the first time I heard this, the hair, uh, and I knew the song, but the hairs on the back of my neck stood up when they hit this moment in, in the movie, I've gone back and tried to watch it again, try to replicate that. And it doesn't, I doesn't happen. It. Jeremy's just annoying but, now. <laughs> uh, he was annoying then, but, yeah. Yeah. but uh, right. let's do it. So here's nowhere, man. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George. Once again, nowhere, man from rubber soul, crispy cutter robots today, listening to the Beatles classic now up to think for yourself which is a George Harrison composition. Am I right on that? Yeah. I wanted to say something about nowhere, man. Uh, okay. That was the second single with what goes on. Uh, there's not as great as this album is. There's only two singles. Oh, this really? was one of them. This was the second one with the flip side of, of what goes on. But yeah, I think uh, for yourself, this is one of the first uh, George Harrison songs ever included on a Beatles album. Okay. Uh, we get a nice little dose of McCartney's fuzz bass here. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, Bob Dylan, uh, there, a lot of people think this was influenced the lyrics, uh, by Bob Dylan's pos- positively fourth street, uh, that might have influenced Harrison's, uh, lyrics here. Um, just the way that it's talking about this made up, uh, female character, but, uh, think for yourself. All right, here it is with the Crispy Cutter Robots. Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. Think for yourself, a George Harrison composition on uh, Rubber Soul. Uh, as George just stated, it's one of the first ones to make it onto an album. Fuzz based from McCartney and a Dylan influence. Of course, we know later he would join him with in the Traveling Wilburys, which we also yes. did on this show. So a uh, lot, a lot of Beatles, uh, you know, uh, a lot of Beatles. So we did some McCartney albums too. So we got, we got to do a Harrison album soon, George. Um, I'm sure you're all, all for that. All things must pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double well, let's that's going to be a four hour show. All right, that's let's right. move on. The next track is the word George say the word and you'll be free. Uh, say the this, word and be like uh, me. This marks what's known as the Beatles high psychedelic period where uh-huh. they really got into the psychedelia um, and that, that movement uh, through all that. Uh, George Martin, their producer, uh, plays the harmonium here. Um, 
and I, nothing else to say. Just a great, great, catchy little tune. No, here. there is one thing else to say. The There's word. one more thing to say. It's what is word. it, Jim? Say the what word. is the word? Say uh, it. Oh, it's love. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. There it is. The word. We said the word before the song. Yep. We'll say it again. The word is love. Uh, the that word is, is love. And later, it would be like, all we need is love. So that was all the word. All we need is the word. He, this was, yeah. Love. Anyway, we're moving on now to the French part of the album. Uh, yes. Michelle is our next track. And it yep. also concludes the first uh, side of the album. And this was the first single uh, with the flip side girl uh, on it. And, uh, you know, at the time, there's this kind of trend uh, of, of French culture and uh, it's, it's kind of this, the first glimpse we see of McCartney flirting with this idea of, of the band and music being elements of a story. We'll, we'll see this kind of idea uh, come to full fruition a few years later with Sergeant Peppers, where the whole band is a character. And, and of course his stuff, his post Beatles stuff band on the run, but back to this one, just kind of this sentimental French cabaret, uh, cafe, uh, singing. Like if you were on the streets of old Paris and, uh, you know, the guitar playing, uh, everything, but, uh, musically this, this is an old, uh, Chet Atkins, which these guys loved. Uh, there's an instrumental, uh, from the late fifties called, uh, trombone, I guess. Oh. Um, sorry folks <laughs> we've gone into french land so also you know it's you know i don't know if they got it from the chet atkins but the descending part in michelle you know they always they always said that they got yeah. that from donovan with the white album when they did dear prudence they got kind of that picking style but you kind of have it here you kind of have that whole descending oh, yeah. thing on there and then george before we do the song i know you're going to be able to um uh, at least say was do one of the words in French. One of the ones uh, that's just je ne sais pas. <laughs> Son des mots qui vont très bien ensemble. Très uh, bien ensemble. Monkey bones. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no more no, French. It, it, let's just listen to the classic it, Michelle right here yeah, with the crispy coated robots. Yeah. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. If you're into that kind of thing, we now return to Jim and George. All right, that inside yep. one of Rubber Soul, Michelle, that right there, won a Grammy in 1967 for Song of the Year. Is that their only uh, Grammy? Uh, they, while they were active, uh, I think they they had three oh, like others. for the anthology stuff afterwards. Um, but while while they were active, surprisingly, they only had about uh, four, I think. Okay. Uh, but it is, I, I do know this: it is the most widely recorded of all Beatles songs. So, uh, even more than yesterday, it actually, it is. Yes. Wow. Wow. All yeah, right. So I wish we, I wish yeah. we had a sponsor here. Cause it's time for the record flip it's sponsored okay. by crispy robots.com. Go to crispy robots.com and check us out. Find this out about our podcast you. too. Yes. You, we uh, could be talking about your sandwich this could shop. Be your sponsor right here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, side two, starts off with Lennon's what goes on right now. This, uh, this is the second single on the flip side of, of nowhere, man. Uh, this, um, I want to say, is this the, this isn't the first Ringo song, right? No, I don't sang. think so. No. Uh, okay. Well, what good. I'm glad, 
Glad we got that out of the way. Uh, yeah, they always give him the country naturally. stuff, though. Don't they always give yeah. him kind of the country kind of feeling like the act naturally? I think nat- well, naturally was before this. This but- kind of rockabilly thing that Harrison did, it, it actually is a is a Lennon song. Uh, John Lennon wrote it, uh, and they tried to get it to work back in 63. Didn't quite work, so they kind of they were needing songs for this album. So Harrison kind of infuses this this little rockabilly thing, and they give it to Ringo, and... Uh, we have what goes on yeah what goes on in your the country flavored beatles only like there a go. handful of beatles songs have that country flavor here's what goes on please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes welcome back here's jim and george once again what goes on from rubber soul that's the album today with the crispy coated robots that we are listening to we're now up to the track girl which was the b-side of what michelle Michelle, this was the first single, and uh, this was the final track that the group recorded for the album. And it's got a little bit of Greek folk music in there, and the instrumental passage has this little German two step, uh, so little everything. But the uh, equalization was a- applied to Lennon's vocal over the choruses, and and you get that that hissing that sound thing. as he okay. yeah. I thought he just did that. I, I thought I, so. He, the studio helped him out a little bit, right? They uh, and you know, many have said, "Oh, this is uh, you know, he's smoking a joint," <laughs> is what that sound is. Yeah. I, I don't know if if that's you know. George was there. He said he wasn't. I, I he wasn't. What is that noise? Well, I'm not hearing any noise except for the Beatles and Girl from Rubber Soul. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. So that's Girl from uh, Rubber Soul. That's the album today with the Crispy Coated Robots. Of course, multiple hits. It's like multiple hits, but like you said, only a few singles. But we all know the songs from this album. Oh, yeah. Like the next one, I'm Looking Through You. Yeah, this is another McCartney, Jane Asher uh, thing. Um, Many years ago, uh, jazz trio that I was in, we, we would play this song. I love, love this song. And it's got that whole... It's just... It's got, it's supposed to be like R and B, but it's got like a little mix of everything. Country. Yeah. Uh, they recorded this on the last day, uh, the last kind of frantic day of, of the rubber soul, uh, sessions, just trying to get enough to fill up an album. What these yeah. guys, you know, these guys were coming out with an album every 10 minutes. So yeah, but- it was like, they got to you know pump these things up and get them out i know, just like can't believe family. like some studio guys like you know beatles this is your last day you better get the track right kids yeah you know, it's like in you know, the beatles got all you know all yeah. the success can't they like just yeah we'll just do Re- it tomorrow sounded remarkably like george martin that, that was really good <laughs> i was trying to be dick jaws you know <laughs> oh. their uh, music publisher uh all right so we are moving on now <laughs> to i'm looking through you please press pause now welcome back Here's more from Jim and George. All right. I'm looking through you from the uh, Rubber Soul. That's the album today with the Crispy Coder Robots that we're listening to. And this next song is the one that kind of completely takes the Beatles to me to a whole other level. Song still played today. Uh, Sadly, at some funerals. I I mean, we we played this song, my brother and I, at my dad's funeral uh, in the uh, the church because it just, it's such a great interest, uh, you know, just kind of covers a lot of ground in such a three minute song. I'm talking about in my life, George. Yeah. Not even three minutes. It's not even two and a half minutes. Uh, it's, it's a very short song to do what it does. Lennon considered this to be his first real major piece of, of work. And like you said, the track is very reminiscent 
about him being a boy in Liverpool and that kind of nostalgia for a time before, you know, but by this time in their careers, they had been across the world many times and they were getting a little uh, battle weary. And this song, you hear him kind of calling out, yearning for those days, grateful for what he has, but also standing back and, and looking back at the life that he had when, when there was an innocence, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, who plays the little piano solo coming up? Yes. It's uh George Martin, right? They went to lunch. The Beatles took a lunch from the, the studios, the lunch break. And, uh, while they were away, Martin just kind of goes over there and, uh, and does this amazing kind of Bach inspired, uh, piano solo. Yes. And, uh, it, it is so perfect. I can't think of this song without thinking of this little musical interlude that we're about to hear. Yeah. But, it's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. After all these years, everybody still loves it in my life from rubber soul. You know, the drill by now pause here, listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. That is In My Life, the classic song from Rubber Soul, the classic album, yeah. the classic Crispy Coated Robots. I see uh, wait. I throw what? Wait. Oh, okay. I'm listening to today, and George is saying that because our next song is Wait. Wait. Uh, yep. Another Lennon contribution, which, of course, McCartney added to. This time, yeah. they're actually kind of writing together this album. Yeah, um, uh, and this is uh, later on, it would be classified as... Uh, a kind of a category of Beatles song called their coming home songs, uh, you know, uh, like the two of us. And they, they have like a whole uh, group of songs that gotcha about coming home. So this one, uh, wait. Okay. It's, uh, it's about, yeah. So it's a lovers reunion. They say, Hey, wait, we're going to be together again. I got you. Okay. So here's wait from the Beatles. And I'm not going to wait here. It is right now. Wait. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. All right. The Beatles with Wait, uh, W-A-I-T. Yes, uh, not from Rubber not Soul. Wait, wait Watchers. Yeah. <laughs> not from that or, or like the, the bands, The Wait. Uh, yeah. Now on to another song that uses the sitar again. Uh, if I needed someone, or no, I actually is it is it it's done on the Rickenbacker, but it sounds yeah, yeah very yeah, he's, very. He's got this. Uh, I was going to say that this jangly uh, guitar sound. This is uh, you could have Roger McGuinn from the Birds just right there playing beside Harrison, and it it would be perfect. But this is uh, the first uh, love song to Patty Boyd uh, of many. That's this start. This would kick him off. Like about twenty songs followed after this. Uh, this <laughs> woman inspired. She's like Helen of Troy here, folks. <laughs> She inspired so many songs. So she was an English model uh, who was Harrison's girlfriend at the time, ended up marrying her uh, in 1966, just, uh, you know, a little while later. Uh, but this song is about her. The song that Harrison writes, Something uh, is about her. Um, and then that whole little debacle with Eric Clapton uh, taking Patty from George or However, that worked. Uh, we have Layla is about her. And then finally, you know, the final song. Final song is uh, Forever Man. Exactly. Wrong. <laughs> uh, it is uh, the, the final song is. Um, uh, I shot the sheriff. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, all of the four major classic rock songs. 
about Patty Boyd. That's what we need to do. That's what we should have done, George, in our band. We should have wrote songs about Patty Boyd. What's the matter with us? It's it not be, too late. Jim. It could have been an ex- instant it's, hit. It's not too late. If you write a song about her, it will be a hit because that's Patty Boyd. We could do it. Even though we've never met her, I say we give it a try. That's a good idea. Here's if In the I meantime, needed, here's if I needed someone from River Soul. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, we are now down to the last track of the album. That was if creepiest I creepiest someone... song on the album. Yes, this is <laughs> this is the one that's uh, me too. No, I'm just joking. It's "Run for Your Life," uh, which I think even Lennon came out and said, "What the heck was I doing?" <laughs> well, it, so the Beatles. Uh, first of all, this is the first track recorded for the album, so I'm I'm glad the album kind of took a a sharp pivot, you know, uh, <laughs> that they're not all like about this. Uh, but it is talking about. You know, I I'd rather the lyric is I'd rather see you dead little girl than to be with another man. But here's the thing. The Beatles were such huge Elvis fans, Elvis Presley. Uh, and uh, you know, the song baby, let's play house, uh, off of his son recording a little bit. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 Lennon just lifted the line right out of there. Uh, the line is I'd rather see you dead little girl than to be with another man. So I guess if it's okay for Elvis to shoot up his <laughs> girlfriend, Jeez. Lennon, Lennon can too. Uh, but uh, I, from the first time I heard this many, many years ago as a teenager, I was like, I, I can't get into this song. Now yeah. it's the song is performed. Well, it's a great, um, everything, everything is great except the lyric. I just can't <laughs> sing about murdering Run for your life. If you can little girl, <laughs> yeah. hide your so head in the sand. It's only, girl. it's only two minutes and 18 the end, seconds. Uh, little, it's a threat. The whole thing is a threat, George. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, we debated about whether we would play this or not, but to be true to the album, we've got to play it. Uh, is this on the American, uh, Parlophone? Do they kill people? I, on that one? see it is, it, if they should have left it off, but I I don't know if it's on the American or yet. Uh, well, we'll get that answer after. Yes, we play right after song. we run for our life from John yes. Lennon and his crazy gun or knife or whatever he's chasing with. This should be the last time that you have to pause this, I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. There's Run for Your Life from Rubber Soul, ending the album, the classic by the Beatles. And yes. that George asked if that was on the American release. It was it did the same thing. It closed out the album again. Yeah, so. well, after that, I mean, what's what's left to say, folks? Where are you gonna go? You know, you're just you're running yeah. away from this album. You know, you're not yeah. coming back to listen to it because you, yeah. you know John Lennon's going nuts. This album, uh uh it's hard to imagine it now uh, with some of the other experimental stuff they did, but uh, this was such an, a, a turning point in, in pop music because now the album was the art instead of kind of this basket full of a bunch of pop songs. And yes, before we get people writing us in, this kind of solidified that paradigm shift. Frank Sinatra had... Uh, in the wee small hours. Okay. So that technically would be the first concept album in 55, but this showed that you could have pop music and it was intended to be listened to as an entire collection of songs instead of just 
these little little songs but uh it just showed their range their reach it, it actually became and and jim and i love this uh album the beach boys pet sounds which yeah. would influence uh the beatles again with sergeant pepper uh and the b uh the rolling stones uh 66 uh aftermath album you can draw the lines from this album into that uh and in the united states uh at least uh even though we're talking about the english version the parlophone uh record it was 1.2 million copies within the first nine days of release wow unprecedented uh trend uh that started to match the numbers that the album sales started to match the number of the singles which had never ever happened but uh and you have the kind of it's it's kind of weird too you have them branching out uh i don't know if the other album tracks you know they were kind of getting there but all the beatles are playing different instruments i mean ringo's even playing organ and i'm looking through you i mean maracas played by paul and and even if you're a fan of the uh peter jackson uh get back uh you might remember Mal Evans, who was the roadie for the yeah. Beatles in a bunch of scenes. He plays great Hammond anvil, organ. Great, great anvil uh, player, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah he played Hammond <laughs> organ on You Won't See Me, which is, you know, you think that all the organs and extra stuff is uh, George Martin, but he actually played on that too. So a little yeah. tidbit for Beatles fans out there. So, yeah, I wanted to say uh, when this album, because it was a little weird, um, I, I recently finished uh, Elvis Costello's reading, not writing uh, Elvis Costello's autobiography, Unfaithful Music and Disappearing Ink. He was 11 years old when this came out, uh, this album, uh, and he was a big fan. And he he says he admits, I thought they lost their minds. He couldn't <laughs> understand it, a word of it and couldn't tell if it was any good. And then he says six weeks later could not live without this record. Yeah. Uh, and he goes on to say that, you know, it's that good when you trust the people who make the music to take you to, to areas that you haven't been before back then in 65 artists could do that. Nowadays, record companies, you know, no, we got to have this kind of album and this, and this, these types of songs and everything. But, uh, uh, this is truly a delight to listen to this again today. I love, love, love this album and, uh, love is the word, Jim. Yes, it is. And it's pretty much four five star reviews across the board. Of course, it's on a lot of greatest albums of all times list. And that's what we do. We listen to albums yeah. today and I, I give it a three star. No, I'm joking. I get it's a five star. <laughs> we share the experience. That's what we do on the Crispy Coated Robots Listen to Show. We appreciate you taking time out today to listen to Rubber Soul with us. More great albums on the way. George, um, I'm just going to tell them to go to crispycoatedrobots.com if they want any more, any more, any more information. Uh, you can go ahead with your uh, finishing line. Well, I promise I won't uh, make you run for your life. I promise. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Put that gun away. Um, it is always a delight to be able to listen to this music with you, Jim, and share it with our audience and these little tidbits. I hope you enjoyed it today. Until next time, be kind, be well, and find a way to invest yourself into other people every single day. Bye, y'all. Much love. Love is the word. <laughs> this program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, 
Be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.